Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rainbow. The rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. What you'll be listening to today is an installment of the Conversation Pieces series. What I'll be doing in this series is shining a light on some inspired gems of creativity and hip-hop that I've encountered, providing expanded thoughts on fly things I've taken from the art, focusing on the how and the why I believe an artist ended up accomplishing something, with a more nerdy intention that gives my completely subjective and biased take on what gives the special somethings in rap their magic. Leather Boulevard was an album that soundtracked the happiest time of my entire life. Released on March 31st, 2023, the silky smooth neo-soul hip-hop blend from the duo of Pink Sifu and Ali, otherwise known as B Kool-Aid, quickly became a personal classic of mine. This record was chock full of musical brilliance. Ali and Co. laced this album with gorgeous instrumental after gorgeous instrumental, packed with impeccable drums, beautiful vocals, all fine-tuned into this rugged and intimate aesthetic. But also, and more importantly, Leather Boulevard was so impactful to me because of its raw expression of romance. Sifu's chilled out and sensual lyricism set the tone and was accompanied by a flurry of amazing soulful supporting vocalists. Instrumentals like Neems, co-produced by Mind Design, felt like getting a perfectly warm hug from a loved one. And then Big Rube makes multiple appearances on this record, delivering one of my favorite pieces of spoken word I've ever heard on Fools that depicted ideas of love with such a sublime degree of clarity and sincerity. It was just breathtaking. The various expressions of romance on this album never felt heavy-handed. They remained fun and light, but featured a degree of soulful vigor that left an eternal mark on me. So why I decided to talk about this album now is because the release of this effortlessly romantic epic known as Leather Boulevard also coincided with the beginning of a fresh new relationship in my life. Following the ending of this relationship though, it took me many weeks to get past the downright allergic reaction I get whenever that album would cross my path because it so vividly teleported me back to this time of my life with this person that I was really trying to forget. But for whatever reason, almost a month later, something drew me to finally giving this album a spin once again. It was a regular Tuesday night. I had just gotten a fresh fade, and unlike normal where I'd feel that 48-hour post-cut swag, my mind was in a pretty negative place. I took a shower and played Leather Boulevard from track one on my JBL Bluetooth speakers. 
and it did exactly what I thought it would do. It mentally brought me back to that time, the happiest time of my life. I immediately started bawling my eyes out. It was truly a textbook moment of catharsis because it made me confront the good times. The good times when I was with this person, when I felt a closeness and a deep vulnerability that I've never experienced with anyone else before. Throughout it all, throughout those times, Leather Boulevard was always playing somewhere in the background, probably accompanied by Kalela's Raven playing shortly after, might I add. But also, Leather Boulevard was with me even when I was just alone during that time as well. Running around my neighborhood, getting the wine, the flowers, and the groceries for that next date night. When I was showering, getting fresh and clean to see my girl soon, feeling like the top cheese, Leather Boulevard was playing. This was a time when I was in the best financial standing of my life with a podcast that really was beginning to significantly grow. I was enjoying the fruits of my labor and was in the best physical and mental shape I've ever been in, where I felt like I had the juice. I was thriving. It was a time of pure excitement and hope. This combination of my desires, this new love, my excitement for the future was invigorating and intoxicating. I never felt more happy to be me. And listening to Leather Boulevard this other night completely transported me back to that feeling. A flurry of memories of little conversations and moments of intimacy rushed to the forefront of my mind. And ironically, unlike what I described in the last Conversation Pieces episode, where I touched on how I've often used music to run away from things, listening to Leather Boulevard this time around actually compelled me to face the hardest aspect of this breakup, which was to acknowledge the good times and let them go. Prior to this, my mind had been mostly fixated with processing these other feelings related to my ego being bruised, feelings of anger, and this confusion as to what these recent events say about who I am as a man and how this other person treated me, rightly or wrongly. But truthfully, on this night, I realized that these were only secondary issues. None of these things were truly the root of what I needed to deal with. This root lied in where this record, Leather Boulevard, had transported me to. Which is that there was an undeniable truth that I actually fell in love with someone. No matter how truly compatible we were or weren't in the long term, no matter how I felt I should have behaved differently at times, no matter how much I felt wronged and treated poorly by this person in moments, this was a real connection, and now it's gone. This was the root of what I was running from before. I was preoccupying myself with intellectualizing these what-ifs, analyzing our compatibility, what caused this all to fail. Things that, while truly do deserve a level of attention within reason, these are things ultimately that are of the mind, that are distractions from the core of what I needed to confront. These were just secondary branches from the root. Because what was truly causing me pain was the simple fact that 
I miss those good times. I want to feel happy like that again. I don't want to let that go. I don't want to accept that these times are going to remain only a thing of the past. These memories of blissful connection that this album re-exposed for me weren't fake. They were real. This person didn't suck. Trying to ignore this or convince myself otherwise isn't going to help. It's dishonest. Because, sure, there were things I wanted in a partner that they didn't have, and it probably wouldn't have worked out in the long run regardless. None of this changes the fact that I did share a love with this person that was both genuine and reciprocated, and I need to let it go. This moment listening to Leather Boulevard in the shower allowed me to really cultivate a legitimately alternate reading of this album entirely. Because instead of keying in on the brighter moments of fun and bliss on this record like I normally would have, I was keying in onto the other side of the coin of these mushy, fun feelings of love and consumed the album in a way that had it feel sort of melancholy. How best I can describe this dynamic is... Like, okay, imagine there was a version of a music video for the album Leather Boulevard, where the same exact music played, and the visuals showcased a couple doing lovey-dovey fun things for 68 minutes straight. This would make you simply feel warm and fuzzy, right? And then now, imagine there was a second version of a music video for the exact same set of songs. But the difference is that the visuals frame the lovey-dovey things that this couple does in a way that suggests it's just a snapshot of what used to be in the past because now they no longer speak to each other. This version of the video would make you feel a bit differently than the other, right? It's that the context changed and therefore changed the feeling that I felt consuming the music. So in this same vein of thinking, songs like Sound Good, which previously felt like a sultry, soulful depiction of a beautifully deep intimacy between two people who just have this inevitable magnetic connection that will bring them together once again, no matter what, now felt like an expression more so of longing, acknowledging this same deep intimacy still, but in a way that feels distant like the side of the relationship that Sifu plays on this song that sees him put forward this message of wanting this person back that they used to be with in their orbit for just a night or even more than that feels like a message that I don't feel is necessarily going to be reciprocated by the other party. Hell, even the, the vocal tone from Sifu this time around, it felt less like a seduction and more so like someone putting this idea of a rekindling of this connection into the ether with the hopes that something comes from it, but with no guarantee that anything will come of it. Another notable thought that came to mind this same night listening to this album was when it got to the next track on the record, What's Up? 
I was still once again reminded of the same period of good times like I've already mentioned, but when it got to this track specifically, I was specifically thinking of all of this from the lens that this time in my life previously was the healthiest and most confident I had ever been. When this song came on, I was instantly reminded of feeling so light, cheeky, and charged up during that time, as I enjoyed the playful performances from Devin Morrison and Sifu on this track. It was always such an infectious banger. It always just made me feel so damn good about myself. Now, surely the external validation from my partner during this time was a factor in this increased confidence I was feeling. But I also know that even before meeting this person, I genuinely was already on this track of feeling more confident and satisfied with myself from within, from self-validation. Because I didn't feel like I was just lucky to be with this person. I felt like I was attracting what I was putting out, what I was worthy of. And it struck me in this moment that when I was reminiscing on, you know, how confident I used to feel back then, I, I still feel like I was mourning something that I had lost. Like I was mourning the loss of that old confident version of me. But that confident version of myself was theoretically a literal part of me just months ago. This was a kind of perspective shock that really gave me a lot of pause because why am I behaving as if this happier, more confident person is also gone necessarily too? Yes, this other person, this previous partner of mine was gone from my life, sure, but this feeling of increased self-worth and confidence was not just based on how my partner made me feel. It was also independent of this relationship too. So why can't I be this confident, happy version of myself again? Why can't that start today even? It, it blows my mind how powerful music can be sometimes. This episode, case in point. How it can be so intrinsically intertwined with real emotions, memories, experiences that we all have, where simply pressing play on an album can immediately transport you to an entirely different mental headspace that you weren't in just a second prior. On top of that, what's particularly unbelievable about Leather Boulevard specifically is that the record possesses such a bountiful amount of raw emotional power. So much so that there was enough emotional richness present to allow me to have a new, completely recontextualized experience with the same set of songs. Simply because the context of my personal experience had shifted since listening to it prior. This is a testament to the magic that was created by Sifu, Ali, and the many supporting creatives that contributed their talents to Leather Boulevard. I already thought that Leather Boulevard was a personal classic to me, 
but after the other night, it holds an even more special place in my heart now because it truly helped me heal in a time of need. Not many albums can say that. Now, was this moment with Leather Boulevard the other night so impactful that I could be like, breakup defeated, pain eliminated? No, no, it was not. But it did mark a clear step in the right direction. It gave me a fresh understanding of my situation where I thought, if I can stop running and instead be passionately curious and open, allow myself to process the root issue at play, being the loss of this love, first and foremost, then maybe those second order issues of my self-image and understanding of why things happened the way they did will become clearer too once the core of my pain is more understood and I can finally close this chapter of my life and move on. I don't know if I'm right about all this, but I feel that I'm right in this moment. And that's bringing me a degree of peace, which is really all I can ask for. So there we have it. Another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace. Peace.